Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very pleased to have Raina Bach as my guest. And let me tell you about Raina. She brings over 30 years of experience, both as a leader and as a leadership development consultant, executive coach, and facilitator. She has worked in private sector across many industries in the US, Asia, the UK. A few of her clients include Oracle, CH2M Hill, Merck, Awea, I think I'm saying it wrong, Avea, Ball Corporation, Boeing, and Solomon Brothers. She has experience in the public sector, having worked with most cabinet-level federal agencies. Raina has a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology from the University of Colorado undergrad degree in training through Georgetown University and the Center for Creative Leadership. She is a professional certified coach through the International Coach Federation. Raina uses Evox, a biofeedback tool to help clients more quickly remove beliefs and paradigms that keep them from living a joyful life. For fun, Raina is a certified French chef and <laughs> wine sommelier. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's also a glass and jewelry artist and creator of both Joy in a Box self-care kit for women. She is super passionate about helping people find and live their best and most joyful life. Please join me in our theme today, which is Why Joy? Why Now? And welcome my guest, Raina Bach. Mm. Oh, so a French <laughs> chef, huh? Mm. Oh, I just, I love food, I have to say, and um, and wine too. I mean, just the study of, of both of them has been uh, so rich and so rewarding, so fun. Yeah. I used to go to wine tastings where we paired the food with the wines. And it was, as you said, it was educational, but also so delicious too. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful way to spend an evening for sure. Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. For sure. Well, I think I gave away a little bit of the hint about where you live, but that's always that first question. I always ask, tell everyone where you live. 
Well, I'm um, actually, this is a cup from the mm -hmm. Denver Starbucks, one of them here. Um, I am in the Denver area in Colorado, although I, I'm from the East Coast originally. So um, I kind of consider myself an East Coast person, Northeast <laughs> in my heart. So, yeah. So I'm a Pittsburgh girl. So um, we always... Um, <laughs> we always call it home, even though we don't live there anymore. I've lived in Georgia longer than I lived in Pittsburgh, um, but oh. still, I always well, call it home. I love, um, I've spent a lot of time out there in the Western PA. And um, the thing that I've found, Vicki, is that people are so down to earth, just good, good people. So, I mean, good people everywhere, but um, yeah, so yeah. Love, love that part of the country. For sure. So let's get into this. What would you please just share your the story of your journey that you that really took you to where you are today? Yeah. Um. Well, it it's it's interesting, Vicky, because um, I was one of those people uh, as a kid who really enjoyed. Um, Mm, art and creating. And then um, I got some guidance along the way that said, oh, but you're so good in math and science. Why don't you be an engineer? I'm like, I, I don't even know what that is. So, <clears throat> so I took that route out of, um, out of high school. Mm -hmm. And so I started my career as an, as a software developer, actually, I have an undergrad in engineering. And um, I was just one of those people who kind of um, it never really felt right. I remember yeah. being in a, a big room and all I heard was the click of the keyboard. And I thought, you know what, this is so not for me. So I, I kind of found my way. Oh, I do have a puppy here. Um, mm -hmm. I found my way. Um, she's adopted from a rescue uh, place. So, <clears throat> um, so I found my way, uh, kind of into the people development world and, um, I've been doing that type of work for over 30 years and uh, I, I really did fall into it. I, I headed up a marketing uh, marketing department and insurance company, and then I headed up HR for a software company. And, and also I worked for the federal government and I had a, uh, a chance to work on the human capital systems. Um, I am so sorry. I'm going to, um, no, See that's fine. That's fine. I don't mind dogs. <laughs> Pitter patter of his feet. Go get her. So, so yeah, I so I I kind of found my way into the people development field. And when I was working for the federal government, Vicky, I was working more in the systems and looking at human capital systems. So I ended up finding my way back to kind of working one-on-one, -on -one, working with teams, working with groups, working with organizations to work on the leadership development piece. And, um, and I did have a, a life-changing event mm. when I lost a friend in 9-11. Mm. And um, we had worked together in New York and I had worked at an investment bank. We worked there together. And losing Karen Vicky was one of those one of those times where sometimes we have those moments where we it makes us take us take a look after I cried 
Um, and I cried for years actually, but <clears throat> took a look and said, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm asleep in my own life. And how can I, how can I fix this? What do I need to do? And that's when I really did um, what I call as an etch a sketch of life. And I, I really turned things upside down and kind of disembarked from my life and Mm. sold my um my house and gave most of my belongings away and um ended up just traveling around and doing those things that i always wanted to do on my bucket list one Mm. of them was um going to the french culinary institute in new york city and so that's where karen went we had looked at that together before I left New York and moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. she ended up doing that. And so, you know what, that's one of the things that I want to do. And um, so that was obviously a while ago. And, but that was a very pivotal time for me yeah. to really step back and say, who am I really? And who, who do I want to be? And what will bring me more joy? Yeah. So good. So let's just talk about that. What is joy? And how different is it from happiness? Well, it's interesting. A number of years ago, I want to say probably 10 years ago, I had worked with the um, city. Well, actually, it was um, Colorado State University. And I approached them because my old professor from my master's degree worked there. And I said, hey, do you have any uh, ma- uh, any PhD students who would be interested in studying joy? And so sure enough, uh, so we worked together. And um, in the research, I mean, you do the lit search, right? And, and you figure out what's already been done out there. And there, there was there were discrepancies between um, the definition of joy and happiness. And um, a lot of times with the joy piece, uh, it, it were it referenced more spiritual mm. practices and a, a way of being. And I think for me, um, what I where I landed, Vicky, is joy is is not dependent on outside circumstances. Right, right. Joy resides in here, regardless of what's going on out in the world. So it's that kind of deeper reservoir that you can tap into Mm -hmm. that will um, help you kind of uh, through the through the lows that you might be uh, experiencing in your life, but also make you appreciate the highs. So um, so with happiness, um, it really is more of a, a mood. Mm-hmm. It's already emotion, right? So it it is dependent on outside circumstances and uh, events and other people and so forth um, versus that reservoir within of joy yeah. that you can tap into anytime, anywhere. And so building that, that muscle of joy. And f- in my experience, Vicki, it's really just about allowing and giving yourself permission mm. to see the joy, to notice the joy to what 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 brings you joy to really elevate that um that space within and i think what you just said was probably really worth repeating it's the noticing that you know what comes to mind to me is whenever i see a sunset or i see the interesting sky or clouds or you know the beautiful flowers or whatnot and that you know, impacts me. It makes me feel some emotion. 
But a lot of times people just go by life and they miss that. They just yeah. don't notice it. That is that is so important because really joy is, um, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a verb. I mean, we categorize it as a as a noun, but do you joy? Right? Do you um, do you have joy? But do you allow joy as a noun? But also, um, are you joy? And do you joy? So let's do joy. And so it's in the noticing and you're absolutely right. I mean, our lives, particularly in this culture, it's all about the doing, Mm -hmm. not so much about the being. So we're, we're um, really moving task oriented, doing a lot, which is really great, but, but having that balance of being able to slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. and really notice that sunset. Notice that sunrise, notice the color of the trees in autumn as they're changing. And um, so, yeah, it's yeah, being it's, present. You know, I think we're so worried about what's next yeah, and all, all the planning and things. And I'm a project manager at heart and, you know, I approve and I love planning, but I also take great joy in the present, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I think something that, that if, if anything with the pandemic helped with for a lot of people is that slowdown was forced upon them. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden they started to appreciate things. And and just like your friends passing with 9-11, the pandemic brought us a lot of people with the, brought to reality that life is not given you know that any moment it could be taken away and what are you doing with that yeah that that's the the thing for me you know at 65 almost 66 it's it it was to the point where okay i i want to make sure that the time that i spend here was worth you know the gift that it was of life so yeah you know and i i have friends who have lost loved ones in the last few years and someone I know just passed away a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is, they're having a celebration of her life because yeah. she was super vivacious. I mean, just so much fun. And um, right. It, it, and so allowing ourselves to really bake that into our day in our mm-hmm. week, in our month and, and spending quality time, not only with others, but with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So what's the secret to living a fulfilling life at home and at work? Well, one of the biggest things that I found Vicki is being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And the theme of identity came up yesterday and we go through our life and we have certain things that are, we have values and whether or not we, we are really cognizant of them. Um, some of us sit down and really think what, what's really important to us. And so that shifts over time, but also mm-hmm. so do we. Mm-hmm. And, and so holding on to an identity or a situation 
or an, a loved one who maybe you were not supposed to be together. Let's take talk mm -hmm. about a romantic relationship or a job itself, right? So, mm -hmm. so sometimes things have a shelf life. And, and so it's really being honest with, with what matters to me now, what matters to you now, and who are you, who are you now? And who do you more importantly, so just as important is who do you want to be? And so I think going back to that, really being really honest with yourself, that is really important. A second thing that is important, I think, for a fulfilling, joyful life at work and home is being willing to not be victim, to take responsibility, mm -hmm. and to sometimes make those difficult choices yeah. that, that we you need to do. Sometimes you need to get out of a job. Sometimes you need to leave an organization. Um, sometimes... You, you you might have that that inkling to start your own business and you've had it for a long time well maybe it's time to go do that mm -hmm. and so it's really listening to yourself being honest and uh and also taking responsibility because nobody else can make us happy nobody can make you happy but yeah. you Vicky right yeah, same for me right. and we also can't make other people happy we can try and make <laughs> their life more present right oh. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I tried that. It it doesn't go so well. <laughs> so um I used to I, tell my daughter that when she was in high school and she was dating guys and and she always was picking picking guys that she was gonna fix. And I said, Oh my no, goodness. Nobody can fix anybody. You know, if they want to be fixed, it's all in them. It's uh, that's their <clears throat> their uh journey to take. But um I think also what you're saying just brings to light what I always talk about what leads to confidence is that courage, courage to take a risk, courage to go outside your comfort zone, courage to be yourself. That is absolutely huge. And, um, and it, it goes, that courage goes with the power, right? The, yeah. the personal empowerment. And so allowing yourself to step in your power. And <clears throat> I don't know about you, but uh, as a female in the work environment, and I'm not making excuses or playing victim, but but we we do have to be, I think, a little bit more aware of our power and, and mm -hmm. choosing to step into that power. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. and, and, and so that courage and, and no, we can't change anybody else. So no. <laughs> as much as we'd like to, right. Um, and, and that's the, the work that I do in my coaching Vicki is it took me a while being, uh, as a new newbie coach a long time ago and, oh, I just want to help everybody. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? I can only be assistance and walk along the path with somebody if they are willing to do the work. And so yeah. they're doing the work and they're stepping into it. But, um, and so I can help them see and own their own power and their choices and their communication and how they, how they show up and what they want to create at work and, and in their personal lives. So, mm -hmm. but, so they have to take that, they have to take the steps. For sure. So what does it mean to cultivate joy through the senses? 
You brought up, you mentioned um, a little bit ago being mindful. Yeah. And that is really the key. It's, it's a way to step into being present and in the moment so that you can notice and you can be. And I, I, I support people who do yoga. I'm not one of those people. I, um, a lot of people like to meditate. I do my quiet time. Yeah. It doesn't resonate with everybody, but the access, accessing joy through the senses it is another kind of modality or medium to really get into the moment and be mindful. So taking, you, you said you enjoy um, food, wine tasting. Yeah, I was just, that's where my mind was going right away. It's yeah. like that totally gets all the senses involved. Yeah. So, so say more about that experience for you, because I'd love to hear from you, um, that, that pairing and what was that, what was that like for you? Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have great food and so you sense the flavors of it, but then with the pairing, the pairing brings out so much more of those flavors and it just makes your senses explode. It's really a wonderful thing. And, and you could have a, a great thing separately, the great wine or great meal, food, dish, but um, it's whenever you put them together that you get that unexpected surprise and that wonderful, I guess, explosion of your senses whenever it's really done well. And things that you just don't even think about. That's why I always think that the pairing is is just uh, like science and in, uh, in at its best to be able to have that great thing you know and people will say well i don't like that wine but it could be because of what they ate just before <laughs> that wine absolutely yeah yeah so there could be um flavors that are left over and when I sit down with a glass of wine and I've done some wine tastings, facilitated some. And the thing is, is that you're noticing first the, the what's in the glass, the color of the glass. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at it with a backdrop of white paper and you're looking at the edges, you're looking at the core of the wine. So you're really fully present with that glass of wine. And then when you take a sip, what are you noticing in your mouth in and your on mouth, your palate? Yeah. Yeah. What are those, what are those primary notes? Are you getting a lot of fruit or is it more jammy or is it fresh fruit? Are you getting some of those um, secondary tertiary notes, like a little bit of hint of oak, maybe some vanilla, um, a, a burgundy pinot, you might be getting some earth flavors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so barnyard, they might call that. Mm -hmm. So um, it can be super subtle. So a wine like that, a French burgundy, it's not going to hit you in the face, but those, the, the flavors are and the aromas are just so subtle. And so being very present with that glass, um, and that's just wine tasting, of course, foods. One of the, mm -hmm. one of the things that, um, I think is a blast to do is, uh, trying a dish out at a restaurant and, and taking a, a, a bite and mm, what spices are in there? What herbs are you getting? Yeah. Are you getting uh, tarragon 
and, or you're getting some chive. So mm -hmm. what are those flavors? So really slowing down versus food as fuel. Um, and, and that's just with food and wine. I mean, there's so much more, but through the senses, because you're, you're not operating and thinking about what you have to do tomorrow or send that email or have that conversation or prep for that meeting, but you're, you're just right there. Yeah. And so yeah. that is an access to the present moment where you can say, wow, look at this. And then if you're training yourself to do that, again, building that muscle is, um, so then when you kind of look up from your glass and you're walking out of the restaurant, you might notice that sunset. You might notice um, a, a beautiful uh, building that has amazing architecture that you wouldn't have necessarily noticed before. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So why do so many people not see or believe that they can have more joy in their lives? <clears throat> well, it can go way back for people and so it, it can go back to childhood, right? Mm -hmm. I am not a therapist, I'm a coach, but they there could have been some messages, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but some messages as a, as a kid to say, uh, do your schoolwork, do this, do that, do the chores. And so joy wasn't necessarily part of the conversation. And so... So there may be some history there that, that mm -hmm. shaped kind of the outlook. And I think part of it too is not a lot of my clients or number who I work with on this point is feeling like they deserve mm -hmm. a good life, feeling like they deserve to be happy and that they're worthy yeah. of having um, an abundant life, a joyful life, a fulfilling life, a fun life, a healthy life, right? And so there are some um, some deep things that might be going on for, for somebody. So those are a couple of the components, the messages that they heard um, from over the years. It could even yeah. be teachers and whatnot, but shape the outlook. And so, and then you kind of combine it with a culture of ours, which is, is primarily about the doing and achieving and the success and getting the, to the next level and doing this and that, and, and having an abundant life on the outside. But so many people I talk to Vicki are, are, um, that I work with may have it all, but they're not happy. Yeah. They're not, they're not fulfilled. And, and so they keep going for the next, this or that. And at some point they say, wow, this is great, but it's not everything I, that's, that's yeah. not filling my cup within. And so those are just some of the things that I come across with people and the work I do that um, are barriers, but we, we kind of, we look at those messages and how they're showing up and it starts with choices, right? Down to even asking that question, what brings you joy? So if I ask you that question right now, what brings you joy? What would you say? I'd say there's a person blowing leaves outside of my house right now, just as you asked the question. So, but really what brings me joy is just simple things. I, I often tell people about going to my four-year-old grandson's t-ball game. 
And it is the best medicine for anyone that's feeling down because these kids just do everything for the joy of it. You know, they run abandoned. <laughs> they are just not really that much caring about the rules yet. <laughs> and they know that they have to, you know, work with the ball, but whether they throw the ball to a person or not is not really that important to them. I just <laughs> laugh the entire time for 40 minutes. <clears throat> and, you know, some people might think, well, that was kind of a waste of time. They didn't accomplish anything. But to see them so happy running around that field makes me joyous. Oh, I can see you, your um, your your vibration just went up a few notches, and in your lights and your eyes just went oh, yeah. You know that, and that's the thing. Like we we as we grow into through our our lives, and we have responsibilities and whatnot. Um, one of the ways that people can get back to and access the joy is what brings them joy and being and and spending some time with that and then trying some things that that maybe they they some dreams that they gave up doing so uh maybe spending time with kids and just watching them this unbridled joy it's unbridled it is just raw joy raw energy and we were all kids at one time. And so what were those things that had you feel like that? So that's one of the things that a question to ask is, um, yes, you might be getting, you know, in the way some of these old tapes, right? Running in the background, but it's at the same time, you're starting to spin a plate to say what brings you joy, what brings me joy, what brings you joy, and then taking some inspired steps to incorporate some of that joy. So going to your grandson's T-ball game. Yeah, I, I used to uh, just go out in my grandmother's farm in Pittsburgh and just hang out in the field staring at the clouds, just trying to decide, okay, does that's a, a pig or that's a, you know, a cow or whatever, it, the shapes of the clouds. And it's not simple, crazy, mm -hmm. easy thing to do, but it was relaxing and it just brought you happiness. And so that's something that I try to do with my grandsons now because it's, everything is so fast paced and doing their electronics and whatnot. And it's, no, you have to be able to be quiet. And I think a lot of society today doesn't know how to be quiet and enjoy that silence. Yeah, and, and there's some um, statistics on this, and I don't know what the numbers are, but every day we're, get, we're getting hit with thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of data points so on the screen, spending time or playing a video game or watching TV, driving a car. Um, so doing all the, we're, we're hit with in social media, right? We're hit with so much data that um, even just to 
stop it for a few minutes is what people can do, right? To be able to, and and it also is a shift because that that activity can be a little bit addicting, right? And so being away from your cell phone or um, being able to take a few minutes just to sit quietly and and look at the clouds and see Mm. what animals you might find. Uh, or what shapes. So um, it's it's really have to being intentional about the experience that you want to have through the day, through the week, and carving out yeah. some of that time. Yeah. Time is flying by, so it's time now for me to switch over to a couple just rapid fire questions. So I was wondering what book or person has inspired you recently. Hmm. Well, um, I would say that a Louise Hay is a person who has always inspired me and she passed away. Mm. Um, she ended up having a publishing company, but one of the books that I, I have as a reference on my, my shelf is you can heal your life. Yeah. And she also has some lovely cards that are just reminders. And so I might pick a card and say, gosh, what messages? And so inspirational messages. So mm-hmm. that's really uh, a standby for me. Um, and there's uh, another one. I can't think of the name. Melody Beatty is uh, the author of... Um, she actually wrote a book where 365 uh, entries in this book, and she gives an inspirational message mm. for every single day of the year. And I've cycled through it a few times, and that's part of my morning routine just to start the day off right. Um, sorry, I can't think of the name right now, but Melody Beattie, and mm. it's an oldie but a goodie from 1985 or 86. It was published. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's next for you? Well, I, um, just staying, staying in joy and being of service to my clients to help them Mm -hmm. find their joy. And so, I mean, ultimately Vicki, I think the world would be a better place if more people yeah. were really fulfilled and joyful. And so that's my mission is to help people, help leaders and organizations because they impact so many people, right? People join organizations, but they leave supervisors, they leave managers. Yeah. Right. And do. so, and so if they can be better people and happier, guess what? the people who they interact with their staff and their organizations will be better and they're going to have a better life outside of work as well. So um, it's really just staying on task and on that mission and um, bringing in, I'm integrating horses into the process sometime next year um, because they are majestic creatures who also mirror our uh, emotions back. And so um, working with individuals and teams and groups of people to um, help healing at a deeper level that will provide a different access to um, finding that that heart space. So helping them move from their heads to their hearts. We need both. 
but sometimes we cut it off from here down. So I, I would love for people to show up as their whole selves in their full expression of who they came here to be mm -hmm. and find that deeper fulfillment and live that way. So the leadership that I train on is leading from the heart, the head and the hands. <laughs> and, and so, it, and it's exactly as you're saying, you know, you first make that connection with the heart and then you can are much more able to make the connection with the mind and you always have to know how can you help others so servant leadership so the hands yeah well oh my goodness thank you for what you do and supporting and helping change lives out there vicky thank you so much for what you do well, and thank you for bringing joy because I truly believe what you say. More people just allowed themselves to be joyful. The world would be a better place. Yeah. Yeah. It would look it's, different. Yeah. It's time now for me to share my screen. So I am going to uh, do that right now. So you can get the contact information if you have been listening and definitely want to get in contact with Raina, you'll go to the website of HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash com. That's R-E-I-N-A-B-A-C-H.com. Facebook, you can go to Raina.Bach. LinkedIn is Raina.Bach, all one word. E-speakers, just search for Raina.Bach. And I'll let Raina talk to you what exactly you might find when you go to her website. Sure. Going to my website, um, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I offer uh, a, a, a six-month-long program, Joy Within Reach, three different tiers. And I also do speaking as well for audiences to uh, bring joy and presence joy for leadership and uh, professional women primarily is my market. And also I do have an upcoming free webinar as we prepare to finish out the holiday season this year and move into the next year. And that webinar is reassess, recalibrate, revive. And so I'll be giving some practical tips on um, how to show up the way you want to through the end of this year. And then also look into next year, 2024. And how do you want your year to look next year? And, and more importantly, how do you want to feel in the experience that is your life on the work court and off the work court? And so simply just go to my website. There's a link on the homepage and you'll just enter your email and then you'll receive a link to attend. And that webinar is on uh, December 19th and it's at noon mountain time. Again, December 19th, noon mountain time, and it is free. Awesome. All right. So again, that website is RainaBach.com. Well, Raina, it's been just wonderful chatting with you. Um, you shared a lot of great information, thoughtful information to have our folks spend the day reflecting on what you said and how can they find joy in their lives, both personally and professionally. As always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you 
to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.